And hello and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We want to welcome you to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, as we are going to be talking about angel war. So stay tuned to today's program. As we notice that God uses angels in a mighty way, oftentimes as the first line of defense when we pray. So how can we fight today's wars from afar? We'll find out today as Nathan and I will talk to you about the power that we have at our disposal. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you again so much for your great love for us. Uh, Lord, thank you for your great protection for your saints. And Lord, as we dive into the word to understand how you protect us better, reveal yourself to us, Lord, so we may grow and celebrate you. We thank you in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophets Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We welcome you to our program. For those of you that are following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us and also be encouraged. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, as always, great to be on and studying God's word with you all. Uh, we always have such a fun time. From time to time, we'll skip a week or two, but it's always nice to connect right back up again. Right, Nate? Absolutely. I've enjoyed doing this podcast with you for 12 years now. <laughs> so exciting, Nathan, and all the different topics that we have the opportunity uh, to cover, to encourage people as part of our resources. And of course, even on our website, there's more resources. So Nate, in case someone is new to our program, uh, or the ministry, will you be able to share with them what we do and how they can get a hold of some of these resources? Absolutely. Well, you've tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Like I said, 12 years now, Vic and I have been doing this podcast together. Brother, we were podcasting before podcasting became podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> the Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Its mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a number of different ways, primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is now in its 20th season on all the major Christian networks. And uh, you can catch us at our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Uh, there we have a wealth of materials to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and get excited about his soon return. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, thank you, Nathan. And, you know, you're absolutely right. It's just that you and I, we're two tech geeks. We love technology. We love to use technology. And we've been using technology way before many people uh, jumped on. I still remember when we started doing some of the first uh, FaceTime uh, conferences uh, many years ago, back in 2012. Uh, uh, let me see. It was almost like um, 2012 that I invited you to uh, be part of one of our video conferencing teachings all the way from Texas. And, oh, wow. and I rem I still have that. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to pull those resources together because this was way before FaceTime and everything. So we thank the Lord that you and I have been a little bit of tech geeks, right, Nathan? Oh, yeah. You know, there's always a new technology. You probably remember Blog Talk Radio and, and Facebook and TweetCast and there's something new and it reaches people, brother will use it. Hey, we'll have to think about Twitch someday. Oh, exactly. And, and Nathan, and that's that's the fun part 
is that, you know, today we have so many resources at our disposal and we want people to get a hold of that. I love what you guys have been doing with the online prophecy conferences on YouTube. And uh, Nathan, we have another conference, our annual conference coming up and people will be able to probably also catch that on live stream, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, every year, Lamb and Lion Ministries hosts our annual conference here in the Dallas area. Uh, we're focusing on the rapture. It's called Storm Warning, the Urgency of the Rapture. The Prophecy Pros, Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson, will be our major speakers. But all the Lamb and Lion Ministries evangelists, including Vic and myself, of course, Dr. David Reagan, our director, Tim Moore, and uh, some other new ones are all coming to talk about the signs of the end times. We invite you to check us out. It's July uh, 17th, right? Do I get the right date there? Let me check. Okay. Yeah, we got July. I'm sorry, 23rd. It's a Saturday and a Sunday, a sun, Friday, excuse me, beforehand. We're having a meet and greet and we're recording a episode of Christ in Prophecy live. So people can watch a live recording of Christ in Prophecy. We're holding it at a Baptist church in Forney. So come to our website, ChristinProphecy.org. And we've got all the registration and conference information there. Uh, sign up. We'd love to have you there. If you can't make it, we will be streaming it on our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel. Fantastic resource. So much. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that are part of today's uh, program, a lot of wonderful resources to help you grow and understand Bible prophecy and the soon return of the Lord. We recognize there's a lot going on around the world in the news, the wars. In Russia, the Ukraine, the worry that people are going through. So all these resources are to help you grow in the things of the Lord and that your focus will be uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ. Nathan, you know, as we've been talking about this past week regarding the war with Russia and the Ukraine and our hearts go out to the people, we continue to pray for the people. But I come to recognize, Nathan, that sometimes people forget that we have uh, such power at our disposal and uh, uh uh, we title our message Angel Wars today, but Nathan, when we pray, God moves and God can miraculously take control of these situations. And really from one day to the next, uh, just uh, 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 turn these uh, threats into nothing, even with the situation in Russia. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I think of that uh, movie, Bruce Almighty, the one uh, where the guy is given the powers of God. And uh, he lazily says yes to everyone's prayer requests, and they all end up getting things that they should never get, or the world's a mess. And and so we can pray for the Lord to stop the war in the Ukraine and all. But you know the Lord's going to do what He's His perfect will knows to do best. But we are still called to intercede on behalf of people, brother. I'm we're getting reports from people in Moldova, Ukraine, and other places where the church is mobilized to bring in food and providing shelter for the, the, what, two million displaced Ukrainians right now. I've heard stories from crew in Moldova that says that, that as the refugees come in, they're being shared with the gospel and they're getting saved. And so maybe the gospel wouldn't have spread in the Ukraine because they tend to have a Eastern or Russian orthodoxy there that doesn't have put much continence in Jesus, surprisingly enough. It's all pretty much for the Virgin Mary and the saints. Uh, but now they're getting to know Jesus Christ and the gospel of the Bible. So that's what the Lord's true will is, and it's not necessarily always to end a war. So I'm just saying that so that we know that, yes, the Lord is asking us to pray for things, but we should always expect not our will to be done, but his will to be done, right? 
Uh, absolutely, Nathan. And, and that's why exactly we have something that we can do. And that is we pray. If we pray, things can happen. If we don't pray, well, we cannot expect much to happen. So I think it's just wonderful uh, resources that we have in terms of prayer and at least giving the Lord an opportunity for his will to be done. And that, I, I love that. And, and, and Nathan, one of the things that people sometimes forget is that we have at our disposal such power and they're called God's mighty angels, angelic arsenal, as we like to as we like to call it. And they're just a, a, a prayer away. And angels, you and I have done a lot on angels and angels come in all different varieties. Uh, I would like to say size and colors <laughs> and responsibilities. <laughs> and I just love, Nathan, what the Bible has to say about angels and, and how the Bible portrays them, especially in the book of Ezekiel. Now, Nathan, you and I, we, we wrote a book regarding angels. Can you share real quick a little bit about that, just in case someone is new to the program? Oh, absolutely. Well, folks, if you haven't checked it out now, Vic and I wrote a book called The Mighty Angels of Revelation. We were so excited about all the angels that you can find in the book of Revelation. Angels are groups of angels. There's 72 angels or groups of angels mentioned in the book of Revelation. So the Bible really... Uh, reveals how God uses his angelic armies in the purpose of winning his battles and moving his will. Uh, you'll find that angel in Hebrew is malik, or in Greek, agelos, or angelos, and that's where we get the English word angel. There's 108 references in the Old Testament, 176 in the New Testament, so almost 300 references to angels in the Bible. So we tend in this modern era to think, oh, you know, the work of angels was in the Bible in the past, and it so will be again in the end times. But right now, the angels are all on their coffee break. There's, that couldn't be farther from the <laughs> truth. That is that is so good, Nathan. And, you know, and, and they definitely uh, are available and are at our, our disposal uh, when we pray. And it's very exciting to see the hand of God move through his angels when we pray. But also, Nathan, people are not understanding that all throughout the Bible, uh, it talks about angels. And and I uh, sometimes people look at the Bible and they don't understand certain references to them. And that's because the Bible describes angels differently. They have different functions. Ezekiel chapter one paints out a fantastic picture of angels and how they operate and how they move. So we want to encourage those of you that are part of this program to go with Nathan and I to Ezekiel chapter one. As we open up by looking at Ezekiel chapter one, verses one through 14. And we want you to be excited about the work of angels and how they are at our disposal when we pray. Nathan, would you be able to take us to um, Ezekiel 1 and read for us verses 1 through 7 and now read verses 8 through 14? Sure thing. Verse 1 reads, Now it came to pass in the 30th year and the fourth month on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives of the river Kabar, that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzai, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kabar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its mists like the color of amber, out of the mists of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. 
They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. Oh, I love that verse. A says the hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creature did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. Verse 10, as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man, each the four had the face of the lion and right side, and each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side, and each the four had faces of eagles. Thus were their faces, their wings stretch upward to wings of each one, touch one another, and to cover their bodies. Each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go, and they did not turn uh, when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright. Out of the fire went lightning, and the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Isn't that, Nathan, what an amazing picture. And you took the time also in our book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation, uh, to give more details in terms of the various angels. Yeah, so this one would be the 13th one in our book. You can find it on page 121, and they're called the cherubim. Now, most people, they think cherubim or cherubs, they think of Valentine's Day. You know, those fat little babies with the curly <laughs> hair. They're wearing a diaper, and they have a bow and arrow with a heart on as the, as the arrowhead. You know, total nonsense. These, what we just read, are the cherubim. These are the ones that carry the throne of God. Uh, so this is amazing. There are four faces, four wings. They glow. Uh, Ezekiel 10, 20 through 21 says, And I knew they were cherubim. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. And the likeness of the hands of a man was under their wings. And these are different than the seraphim. The seraphim are the creatures that sit before God's throne. And the seraphim each have a single face of one animal. The cherubim have four faces each. The seraphim have six wings. The cherubim have four wings. And that brings to the question, do angels, do they all have wings? And no, not at all. I mean, some have four, some have six, some have none. Uh, there might be ones that have two. That's the ones we most think of. But angels, like you said, they come in all shapes and sizes, colors. Uh, some are elemental. Some look like men. Some look like animals. Uh, huge sizes, all down to regular size, human size all sorts of different uh, abilities. The Lord has made them as numerous and different as the animal kingdom is different. I love that. And Nathan, and of course, at the resurrection of Jesus, we saw angels and they didn't have any wings, but they, they, they look more like uh, regular individuals. Now, and so I love that God's creation. And one thing that they have in common is the Bible says that they're ministering spirits. They're there to minister. They're there as we pray we have the power to dispatch these mighty warriors uh, on our side. Nathan, right now, people are freaking out over the war in Russia and in Ukraine. You and I know, Nathan, that if we pray, God can simply dispatch one angel, and a lot of things could be over very quickly. Oh, absolutely. God's power is infinite. Man. He doesn't even have to dispatch an angel. He just has to speak a word, and it happens. But the Lord lets events play out for his own good purposes. Like I said, one of them is to see the church mobilize over there, to get the gospel in the hands of people who have only heard a false religion of that's kind of shrouded in Christianity. And so the Lord is moving things, and there are also prophetic events are moving. 
We know that in the end times, Russia has to grow in power to threaten Israel, and then God steps in and destroys the Russian forces and the Islamic forces with it. That's Ezekiel 38 and 39. So we know that God uses angels mightily to do his will. We can read about them all through the book of Revelation. And like we said earlier, it's not like they're on a coffee break. They are busy doing his will, just like they've always been. Matter of fact, angels do do so many different jobs. Uh, he, God uses them as messengers, as guardian angels, uh, as rescuers, uh, of course, as warriors, like we just read, as as worshipers, uh, they're also evangelists. There's ones that share the gospel. There's enforcers, there's servants, and there's even executioner angels. And, and Nathan, and I know right now people are saying, what? They they thought the only angels they knew about were on Valentine's Day, like you were saying, those with the little harps, the little chubby <laughs> angels. <laughs> or or if you, you grew up with the you know local Americana books written in the 50s, they always portray angels as these white guys with curly blonde hair and two stork wings, and they're wearing a white choir robe, and they all look alike, like cookie-cutter stormtroopers, but that's not how the Bible portrays them. That's right, and that's why we're hoping, those of you that are part of the program, that you can uh, get a glimpse of these amazing creatures that God has created, and also the amazing power that is at our disposal with one simple prayer. And, and it's just incredible. Nathan, it reminds me in the Old Testament in 2 Kings, uh, in the time when Hezekiah was king and he was being threatened by the king of Assyria, Shinnikarib, and he was all worried about the doom that was coming. And then the prophet Isaiah sort of reminds him the importance of prayer and to pray and call upon the Lord and see what God would do. And we find this fascinating story in 2 Kings of the power that is uh, in just one angel. Would you be able to go there with me, Nathan, to uh, 2 Kings as we look at chapter, uh, 2 Kings chapter 19? Maybe you can read for us verses 14 through 20, and then I'll read uh, the following two verses there in verses um, uh, 35 and 36 of Second uh, Kings chapter 19. So you want me to read 14 through 20? Okay. Yeah. Yes, please, Nathan. That would be great. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but the work of mere man's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they destroyed them, and therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, Save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. Wow. And then we see the result in 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 35 through 36. It says, And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when the people arose in the morning, there were corpses all dead. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed 
and went away, returned home, and remained at Nineveh. Nathan, th- this is just mind-boggling. Yeah, read that. Read the death count one more time. 185,000 in one night. <laughs> one angel. <laughs> one angel. One angel killed 185,000. Uh, we talk in the Bible about the angel of death. Uh, the same angel probably visited during the Egyptian uh, exodus and killed all the firstborn. We read about the with Joshua, the commander of the Lord's army, who's decked out in armor and has a sword. He actually fights in warfare. And then we hear that uh, in the Bible or read in the Bible that Jesus holds the keys to death in Hades. So it could be well that the angel of the Lord, which is the pre-incarnate name of Jesus, in other words, what the name Jesus went by before he came as a man, was actually the angel of death. It's hard to believe that that angel, that says that the angel of the Lord lowercase went out, but there are times where people worship the capital angel of the Lord, and that's Jesus Christ and feared him greatly. So uh, if Jesus holds the keys to death in Hades, it could have been that it was Jesus out there killing 185,000, just like he will when he returns at the second coming and he, he steps on the plains of Jezreel at Armageddon and just speaks and the Antichrist armies fall apart. Could be that this angel, maybe he went slashing 185,000 people with the sword, but more than likely, he just spoke, and the armies fell apart. Ooh, I love that. And Nathan, yeah, because we read the description in Ezekiel regarding the seraphims and the cherubims and how they move like lightning at such speed. In other words, the things that will take us forever to do they can accomplish in a mere seconds and, and it's really fascinating and that's why we we want to encourage those of you that are being part of the program listen there's problems on the earth there's problems with wars and rumors of wars there are threats out there to the various nations but we the believers have a responsibility and that is to pray when we pray we are calling on god himself and god's will will be done uh, and Nathan, I just love what you just pointed out. Sometimes people think of Jesus as the low, meek, riding on a donkey. But he's coming in Revelation 19 and on a war horse to cause damage. And people need to recognize the other side of Jesus as king. Absolutely. Jesus uh, is often portrayed as the suffering lamb and certainly was in Isaiah 53 and in the first coming. But that was to die for our sins and to uh, conquer death so he could reclaim the earth, the title deed of the earth, as we read in Revelation 4 and 5. But when he returns, he comes in his full glory as king of kings and lord of lords, and all the enemies before him just melt before him. So uh, we got to get a proper perspective of the biblical Jesus, don't we? Amen. Absolutely. And again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into a Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're talking about angel wars, the power that we have at our disposal. Nathan, I think another reminder is that people need to recognize that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, right now, as we turn on uh, the news, as we look at social media, as we hear about the war with Russia and Ukraine and Putin and all this, uh, the, the easy thing is to have our eyes fixed on the individuals. Sometimes we forget what's really behind this. And this is why Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12, as a reminder to us of what's really going on behind the scenes Nate, would you be able to read for us Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 12, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible they can follow along with us? Sure thing. Hey, a little bit of trivia for our audience. 
what is Vic's favorite passage? I would say it's Ephesians 6 because you have us read it almost every show. <laughs> I love it. I love it so people can remember what this is all about. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, it reads, starting verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, and Nathan, that's another form of spirits, right? This is why, uh, again, he's talking about hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Yeah, we're, we're getting different categories of angels. You know, they're not all just one level and one power, but the Bible describes the angel world and the demon world or demonic world as being organized almost in a military structure from your archangels down to your servant angels, same way with demons, there's generals all the way down to your buck privates, so to speak. And uh, they have different powers and principalities, but uh, they rule the earth at this time. Until Jesus comes back, he might hold the title deed, but he hasn't come back and claimed it and set up his kingdom on this earth. So in the meantime, Satan and his forces rule the earth. And brother, it's not hard to see the way nations and kingdoms treat each other, uh, the insanity that we wonder is going on in the world, the immorality that's going on in the world. Certainly fallen humankind contributes to it, but the power structure that's in the world behind that is satanic forces. When you look at Klaus Schwab, for instance, and he's dressed like a warlock and he's talking about putting in a one world government, yes, he's being used by Satan. It's so obvious. Uh, it's all coming together to form a one world government one day, as the Bible prophesies. But in through the thousands of years of human history, behind the human powers lie the demonic powers, as well as the angelic powers as they battle to and fro. Mm. Nathan, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. And again, we want to encourage you to recognize that one of these signs of the last days is the spiritual sign. And we're talking about, again, the good spiritual battles between angels, the bad, uh, the, the, the demons. And then we also see the work of the Holy Spirit. And this is why when we pray, we have these powers at our disposal to bring down the kingdom of darkness. Uh, and again, here we find Ephesians telling us that these are masked uh, in the flesh. In other words, demon possession is real. These power hungry individuals, uh, sometimes Nathan, people say, how can, how can, um, Stalin or Hitler or or even Putin do such hideous uh, crimes or commit such hideous crimes. Well, again, the Bible here says that these are uh, rulers, demons that have been assigned to individuals, uh, hosts of wickedness in, in heavenly places. And like you said, they have different ranks uh, in how they operate here on this earth. And we see it in the death tolls of innocent people. Yes. And <laughs> it's not just the demonic powers working in the background, but there are times where for God's purposes, he will put, as Ezekiel says, hooks in the jaws of world leaders and push them into a different direction. Uh, for instance, eventually one day a leader called Gog, which is a designation, will lead a Russian and Islamic coalition in the order to attempt to plunder and destroy Israel. If Putin is that Gog, and he's probably one of the most powerful humans in history, uh, he very well could be the candidate for it, but I'm not going to say he is definitely. But if he is, then at some point, God has put in hooks in his jaws and making him want to focus on Israel to destroy Israel. Maybe God's doing that with the Ukraine right now to, to see a new 
revival come through or to change the power structure of the world. We don't know what God's purposes are. He does, but God is usually behind. Whether the demonic activity is going, God will allow it because he's sovereign. He could stop it whenever he wanted. But again, it all plays out to the end game that Jesus is, is working towards when he defeats evil and sets up his kingdom on this earth. I love that. Thank you, Nathan. And this is why the opportunity for us now is simply pray. And when we see these injustices, when we see these situations, we can simply go to the Lord in prayer. And we want to encourage you, pray for America, pray for these countries, pray for the situations at hand and give God the opportunity to work in a miraculous way. Our prayer is also for you that if you don't know the Lord, that you will come to the Lord right now as we recognize that it is a spiritual battle. Uh, and we want you to have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And again, Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left to the program. Would you be able to share with that person that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can come to the light even right now? Absolutely. Well, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, now's the time. Today's the day. Get to know him. Read your Bible. Uh, there's so many Bible apps. You can pick up paper Bibles, too. Start with the book of John, the Gospel of John, I recommend, and get to know Jesus Christ. He came to this earth as a man to die for your sins. He was the perfect sacrifice. The guilt of your sins was put on him on the cross. And when we accept him in faith and repentance and pray from our hearts, to could be something like this. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Please forgive me my sins and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus will take your sins away. You'll now be able to stand before God in perfect fellowship and have eternal life with him. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nate. And of course, maybe you pray that prayer and you meant it from your heart wherever you are. We would love to hear from you, Nathan, and I would love to rejoice to know that you came to know Jesus. If you follow us on social media, hey, let us know. Post there that you receive Christ. We would love to send you uh, a Bible and uh, some material so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. We also want to encourage you to find a wonderful Bible teaching church and become part of it. Let the pastor know and then uh, let him know that you want to be baptized. These are great opportunities and great opportunities for you to grow. And we're so excited for you. So, Nathan, again, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful salvation message and also for clarifying for us so much about angels. Oh, brother. Well, hey, you and I both studied it well together and I thank you for your encouragement for us to study it, that uh, the Lord placed on your heart to cover this subject. It's important. And folks, uh, we just need to continue to pray for the Ukrainian people, pray for the Russian soldier, soldiers, pray for the Russian people, uh, their pawns as well in this game, and may it all turn out to how the Lord wants it to play out. Mm, amen. Amen. And again, we want to encourage you guys continue to keep your eyes on the Lord. We ran out of time for this segment of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.